Okay, I know it's like slightly, slightly too late seeing as this is our penultimate episode, but I put the intro on here so we can listen to it and introduce it, introduce ourselves. Are you ready? This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie Eastan, Chris Bender is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. I can't believe no one's been in touch about any copyright violations. Um, uh, excuse me, I can't believe that no one's been in touch about an album. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe one one conversation with two parts. Um, if you stop ripping off the theme tune, we'll give you an album. We'll give you an album. Just give me a second yeah. series. Give me a second good. series. It really does. It's quite a bracing um tune that isn't it it really gra- grabs i saw something by- i saw something online there's like a thing going like get just to kind of bait for people to 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 quote tweet and it was like what's the what's the theme tune that gets under your has, has really gone under your skin like yeah. magnum magnum pi is a pretty good one cagney and lacy and stuff but i've got to say i don't know i'm fascinated by the pressure that must be on to sign off a theme tune Mm. like early doors before the first episode is even aired it kind of feels yeah. as though by rights what you'd do is like you'd wait till you're a couple of series in before deciding actually that's yeah yes that's the series that's the theme tune it, it shows how much the theme tune actually shape is part of the fabric of the show rather than just yeah. the theme tune you know it's like you take something like sopranos is a good example which was just a track by oh my god what were they called again um oh it's um Woke up this morning. Not the dead presidents. What are they called? They're called, um, hold on a sec. Uh, already typing, not even two seconds in. Alabama 3. It was just like mm. a, a British-Irish kind of like funk, trip-hop, scally kind of band. Yeah, yeah. And yet, yet they were cho- like before the pilot had even aired. And you can't imagine the Sopranos having any other theme tune. I guess no. that's the point, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? It's, it sounds like... It, 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 you could be forgiven for thinking it is a song that Tony has on in the car. Yeah, like it's so part of that world. The one, the one I love is the Rembrandts who did the Friends theme tune. They did the theme tune for the show, oh, okay. and then they had to build. They had to write the rest. You know, they released it afterwards, and the cast are in the video and everything. Yeah, yeah. But they, I remember, they had to come up with. The like second a second verse and like a bridge and it, the rest of it is shite but like there's a um there's a rehearsal room in london a very famous one called john henry's mm-hmm. which is just around the back of king's cross in fact i, it, I think it's still there it might be that used to, it was there for ages and my band rehearsed there and we had to rehearse for like a big record company showcase thing and the rembrandts were in the next studio oh the next one the one next door and for nine hours all they did was that song. We could just how hard hear can it to, how hard can it be to nail that right? song? But maybe they were writing it. Maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe, it would have been maybe. that would have been around that time. Yeah. You you've had quite a life. I look forward to doing your eulogy in a long, long time. Oh. Because we'll both live rich full lives. Yeah. But there'd be so much to pull from. Wow, I tell you what. We've, I mean, we've all, I mean, me probably more than you, given my mm. delicate age and you're still there, like full of just collagen young, and, and... Just a young pup. Exactly. Um, we've all at some point, most people have a, give a fleeting imaginary kind of like mm. daydream about their funeral, right? Yeah. But don't you find, I mean, I feel like our culture in the UK doesn't do these like rhapsodic monologues at people's funerals i kind of feel as though we should i kind of yes but i i often see this in american shows maybe maybe it's just tv shows generally that someone just comes out with this like unspooling like thought process and you're like i just i you know a lot of the ones i've been to they're like in and out jobs they're like 20 minutes yeah yeah fucking around um but But let's talk about this let's talk about this funeral because (sighs) I mean, it was so good. I mean, I texted you, what, two days ago or three days ago? I just said, it's like, obviously amazing, but it's like one of the nastiest. Nasty. And it did feel really nasty. But it felt nasty. Like I was expecting like it to be a bit more fireworky. 
Like I was expecting yeah, oh, like I a see, big. Yeah, yeah. I just thought if if there's if there was ever a time where the the casket gets dropped and the body rolls out and mm. it's just so like nakedly cruel, yeah. it was going to be this show. And 100%. so yeah. I was sort of taken by. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of has everything which I felt the last episode didn't have, which I thought was so cold and political that it lacked. Yeah. Up until, you know, the sort of final third, it really lacked some of the personal fireworks. This was just so clever. And yeah. I and also, thought- I mean, you're right. It, hugely clever because all of the plot just really focused towards the, the final episode next week. You know, yeah. Like when, you, yeah. when you take a step back after having watched it, and we'll come to that at the end, but yeah. I, oh my God. I don't even know where to, where to begin. I suppose, should we just start off by talking about Roman? Yeah, amazing, amazing acting. I mean, why would you bother entering the Emmys after that? I know. It's fascinating, though, because because it's sort of like he's been so good all season. Hmm. And it's just that shot. I mean, you we start the episode with him reading his cue cards in his in his, um, you know, condo and he's like weirdly small condo isn't it that well i I thought in his walk-in closet there was all these like brown suits and i was like i've never seen him wear a brown suit before i do do love a rich person's closet i know i would love one of those i'd love a walk-in closet so the thing i thought was fascinating was yeah he's really like johnny big balls at this point like he he's like Shiv's going to cry. Yeah, Yeah, Shiv's going to cry. Ken's going to die. Roman's going to light up the sky. Like, the fact that he talks to himself, like, the way he talks in front of other people, I was like, oh, my God, you really are like this all the time. Yeah. Uh, So he thinks he's going to nail it. And if you hear the snippets of his his eulogy, it's all just, like, stuff that you could get off his Wikipedia page. Like, he was was, born, and then he went here, and... It was crap. It was, it was a really, really, it was going to be a bad speech. Yeah. You know, it was... And um, he, no, none of his charm. And I feel like, so do you think Roman's, like, actually doesn't have any, he doesn't have any nice memories of his dad, or he's not even no. able to bullshit? No, and I think, I mean, it's just such a brilliant, and the long game with, ever since episode three, the, the whole pre-grieving, the whole I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Even though you know... You know, you kind of knew that it was going to come. Mm. This was on the, literally on the cards, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Just not his. It was. Um, it was always going to happen because you're right. This, what what can he talk about? His dad hated him and only and, and only offered him that ATN kind of like carrot just before he died because he needed him because yeah, of his relationship yeah. with Menkin. Yeah, I think it's sort of he's glommed onto this last out of all the kids. Connor knows his place in the, the sort of family. Um, Shiv's always been on the outside and she mm-hmm. even says in her eulogy, she's like, you know, he didn't have room in his head for like a whole woman. Like every Such a woman. Great line. Yeah. I just, I could not, that's like one of the best lines on the show. Because yeah. they cut to the, and we'll get to this, but they cut to the sort of wags <laughs> that are all on the, the second row, I think they are. The subs bench. Yeah. yeah, and they're all nodding, like, yeah, he only ever saw us as, like, 62% of a person or 15, you know. Yeah. Um, but Kendall's kind of learnt this, especially after last season, where his dad was just like, you're never going to be enough, you're never going to do the job. But Roman still didn't really understand that his father never really saw them as anything other than, like, tools to use yeah, or you know, pass. I've seen that, and I've seen, like, interviews with Brian Cox and with... Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Strong. And they've all talked about, oh, you know, well, Logan Roy just loves his kids. That's his downfall. Is his love. Yeah. I have never, ever sensed that whatsoever. The thing that I always think about is that I think the two things could be true. He thinks he loves his kids and his perception of what love is is very, very different to what most people's perception of love is. And I think yeah. that's a rich person thing. I think there's always been this thread that they've 
not, never really addressed about how Logan was quite badly beaten up and quite badly abused as a kid. And well, Ewan's, Ewan's eulogy like, was just yeah. great. Yeah. So I, I do think, like, you know, I think this show is about abuse. And I've said this before on the podcast, the cycle, and it, it just doesn't, it just repeats itself generation yeah. to generation. You can see in the way that Ken was at the start of the episode with Rava and his kids where he doesn't even say, I love you or anything. His way of trying to be there for them is to literally be in their way. Yeah, and, and to, to kind and, of like injunct and to seek custody. I'm going to get custody of you. Yeah. I'm going to tr- I'm going to get a court order to stop you leaving the city today. And she's yeah. just like, okay. It, it's sort of continued. The cycle sort of continued, isn't it? They're all good. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Logan knows how to love them. I think no. he thinks giving them this part in his empire is love. But, you know. Yeah. It, I've, I've, what, I've, yeah. what I really enjoyed about the whole series, like four seasons worth all can you know, accumulating into next week really is that mm. it's been drips of water against the limestone and gradually like worn away. And what you've realized is that everything that's happened over the past years, the past four seasons has all been to serve the story of the three kids against each other. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Everything has been funneling its way like the blood in the house of the dragon titles yeah into though channeling into and condensing down into a bigger drip into a stream into a torrent of what we're going to get next week and so every even like today even in today's episode with the funeral there was nothing that happened that was not serving the story yeah. of the three kids against each other not yeah. a single yeah. thing and it's no? just that it's like the greatest scale for them yeah. Your dad's dead. Even like your dad's gone. Yeah. Even mum being there was yeah. only there because of what I think is going to happen next week. And it was a kind of bit of a giveaway. I've not seen the trailer yet, but I'm certain. We'll watch it before, we'll watch we'll it watch it before the end. We we'll forgot last week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, but that's it. Did you, yeah. they're in the car, in the limo on the way there. Or did you get the invite to mum's Caribbean clear the air? Yeah, that's what See, I think that's going to happen next week. Well, yeah, she's in the, in next week's episode because she did an interview. Uh, is it Harriet? Harriet? What's the yes. name of the actress? Oh, Harriet. Um, uh, I thought Harriet Walker, but she's a fashion editor. <laughs> it might be. Uh, she was mum's succession typing. Harriet in, Walter. Oh, I knew it was Harriet so, Walter. I, yes, Harriet Walter. She did an interview in the Sunday Times a couple of weeks ago, and she said she's in episodes nine and ten. So definitely so, because, as we know. She holds the vote. She holds a vote or the deciding vote. There so, is. Oh my so, God. Okay, well, I've seen the trailer. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Because we've got so much to get through. I don't want to spoil okay. it. Looking so ahead. So w- when we were talking about Roman to start with, and we were talking about, yeah, the, 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 this is just such a perfect distillation of what the show is about. Yeah. And they're all at different points. You know, even Roman says to Ken, I think in the car or when they get out of the car, oh, you, that was clever that you brought sunglasses so that you can have a cry. And he's the one that breaks down, you know, when he, yeah. when he sees the, the coffin and he says, and he, even his, he just looks so sh- sort of small. He points with this crooked little finger and goes, is he in there? Is he in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. It just devastates him. He, he really turned when Ewan started speaking and mm. spoke of the abuse that Logan suffered because and you know I'm sure far more intelligent people and can go into the and and the writers could go into the 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 kind of psychology psychology of that but you know you mentioned being about abuse and and Mm. it's not I can't imagine that any of them had either heard that story before no or even heard a story about their father before that kind of made sense like Wow, yeah. no wonder he was such a cunt. Yeah. And no yeah. wonder and, and also how awful that my dad went through that. And also, if he went through that, why was he such a shit to me? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All of those things. Yeah. The, that's the, when the, that's for me God. when Roman's face hid just the fear in his eyes, I think was a mixture of like, fucking I've got to follow this. My speech mm. is my speech is like you say, the yeah, just a yeah. greatest hits Wikipedia yeah. joke. Um, and he's just, I think that, I think funerals are just more, like they're mortifying. Like the, the music is always, you know, if you have like organ music, it just sends a chill down my spine. I just can't deal with it. They're they're either, they're either, they're either hugely religious Mm. or 
or it's very rare that a funeral is right. Do you know, like bang on? Yeah. There's always something that goes wrong or is a little bit too religious or not religious enough yeah. or yeah. impersonal or, you know. Yeah. It's it's like my my wife's grandma died in, during COVID and we had to go up there and she couldn't, my wife couldn't go there because she had COVID. It was, it was horrible. It was yeah. Horrific. Oh, God. And wanted my way, she wanted my way played as the as the curtains closed. Right. Got, and, the, and the stereo broke and it just like, like massive... Earpiece, yeah. ear, pe- ear piercings, feedback for like thirty mm. seconds before some doddery no, old yeah, yeah. bloke could find the plug for the stuff. It was just oh and and what can you do other than just kind of like fuck you know you know so yeah. the funerals like yeah. you say they're just deeply weird they're things really really weird and and they are there's a finality to them and it's I always you know as soon as you see the coffin it's just it's just really yeah. quite intense and that's i think you're right though i think ewan ewan is really smart mm. he knows that if he gets in first he can set the mood of this thing yeah and he's such a bastard i mean yeah. he's right all the stuff he said in his speech is right but he knows that he has to get this off his chest. But I thought a lot when I watched his stuff where he talks about their sister, she has been mentioned in the show. Yeah. But we didn't know about the polio and we didn't know that Logan maybe thought he brought it back. Blamed himself for her death. But I thought that his, I thought a lot about like, you know, the kids realise they don't know their dad that well at all. Hmm. There's so much of him. They're all thinking, who's going to do the best eulogy? Oh, I'm going to... Roman, all he's got is like, my dad lay cables and my dad made television. Ewan's got all this stuff that speaks to Logan's constitution and stuff that speaks to his character, but hiding in the hull of that boat for three days, days five days, days, they didn't... we, We just felt with our eyes, he says something like that, which is that... And it's just, what a horrifying image, but... Ewan also knows that, like, unless he talks about it, all of that dies. And that actually speaks to what we've talked about on our Game of Thrones rewatch with Bran. Once he knows everything, and if you kill him... It all goes, and I think about that yeah. a lot. Um, it was the whole. My, it was the whole ethos behind that. What's the Pixar film with the skeleton guitar playing guy? Oh, Coco. Yeah, it's the same. It's the, yeah. it's the whole. I think the about, whole plot of Coco is exactly the same thing as well. Yeah, I think about this a lot. My grand, t- my grandparents passed away two years ago in the pandemic, and that's the last of that generation of my family. Yeah. And there's so many times now where I see pictures of like their grandparents and I'm mm. like, oh shit, I don't know who that, what's that person's name or like, yeah. even like my granddad left me uh, his dad's watch that he got given when he retired. Wow. And he used to work, he used to work in a factory um, in just outside Carlisle. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, there's so many questions I have about it. You know, I didn't realise all the men in my family worked in this one factory and I'm like, the person that I want to talk to that about that isn't alive anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, I thought it was really interesting. There's so much we learned about Logan, and we might not learn any more. We might not see you in again. It's yeah. sort of there was so many moments in this episode where it felt quite striking that we've been with Logan this whole time, and there's a lot we don't know about him. Yeah, no, absolutely um, true, absolutely true. Um, the, before we get before we carry on with the 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 funeral, before then there was a great moment. Um, with Tom and Greg in the office of, of ATN. And this just goes to, this is why Succession is so good because they, the attention to detail is amazing. Did you do what I did when <laughs> they opened the paper? Did you pause the screen? No. Oh. I'm much more eagle-eyed than I am. So, so you saw them like, where Tom was just like, because Tom got like third, not, it didn't even get a paragraph yes. of text. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all about um, Darwin Perry. So, and someone someone's taken like a really high res screen grab of it. I'm going to read you Darwin's <laughs> paragraph because it's, this is like the art department of succession. It's just so, so good. So, so, so this good. is in the, the, in, in the, what must be the New York times. It's got the New York times mm. font. Mm. Um, 
And it's like the de- it's like the deconstruction of what happened, you know, controversial call at ATN, whose fault is it, all that kind of stuff. So Darwin Perry, who's the guy, who's the director of the ATN decision desk, flailing handmaiden to the Wisconsin court, Wisconsin call. Mr. Perry's headed up the ATN decision desk for the previous four presidential elections. However, his authority was undermined on this election night, with those close to Mr. Perry citing that um, the loss of his protector, Sid Peach, is a key factor. Uh, pressured by Roman Roy and later Mr. Wamsgams uh, in supporting the Wisconsin projections. Mr. Perry has since told sources that he bitterly regrets his decision. Another mitigating factor in Mr. Perry's failure to push back against the Mencken call was the occurrence of a freak workplace accident which temporarily blinded Mr. Perry as the call was being deliberated. He later co- told colleagues he believed the accident may, as a, may have impaired his ability to think clearly in the high-stress pressure, pressure cooker environment of election nights. <laughs> So he's he's like gone. Fuck that! I, I am not taking the rap for this. Uh, yeah. It was the wasabi's fault. I love when they they do this though, because when as we've talked about with that Vanity Fair story about Rupert Murdoch, you you read it and you go, "How are all these ridiculous details coming out? Like, yeah. how are they not ring fenced?" Yeah. And then, of course, this would come out. Of course, of course the whole he thing would be, with Darwin and the yeah. lemon water and the wasabi would would sort of end would up in papers. Out. Tom's furious, though, isn't he? That he ah, oh. well, he, he sold the want... to the devil, and he didn't yeah. really get anything out of it. He's got absolutely nothing out of it. <laughs> Not any closer nothing. with Mencken. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, interesting. I, I, interesting sort of decision, and it makes a lot of sense with what the show was doing in the background. But Tom was too busy to even go to the funeral, which is sort of which brought me, I think, weirdly, given. Given the uh, given the episode mainly about Logan and Shiv and, and and all the great performances, Tom just walks in and within five seconds just stole the show for me and just like oh god, he I, looks so when he was like crying. I cried twice in this episode. First time I watched it, one was with Roman where it was just like oh my god, someone just please hug the fucking girl. I know someone I know. put him out of his misery and hug him when he was just like like said, can we He's get him out really please? Sh- yeah, can we get him out please? He's- just like. And the horror of being confronted by death, you know, yeah. when you've been in denial, uh, you know, it was amazing. and then Tom and Shiv, you know, Shiv with her face, uh, Shiv's, you know, Sarah Snook's face in that where she was just like, she was like, oh shit, this is natural. I'm feeling feelings here. I, this is not what I wanted to, you know, mm. was just like crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Ooh. I thought it was so so fascinating to watch and it didn't play out the way I thought you know but Kendall the first time they seemed like a loving married couple I think it's the first time where they actually had empathy for each other and she was just like look go back she lets him go to the yeah go go to the apartment apartment. they know you know all of that stuff I do think they're going to end up still together by the end I think think so that it sort of reminds me of Gone Girl (laughs) if you've seen or read Gone Mm. Girl by the end the couple are like well, I can't remember the name of the characters in Gone Girl, but the woman is like a monster and the guy's like, I I should stay with you because I've come this far. Yeah. And also I can protect everyone else from you. Yeah, I'll take and I'm the like, rest of the world, yeah. I'm good at this and that's maybe what I'm put on the earth to do is to sort of inoculate the rest of the world from you. And I just feel like Tom and Shiv are going to sort of go, we're so in tune and we're permanently fixed onto mm. each other like they just feel like they can't you know when you become an, you start a relationship you sort of become like two parts of a whole and then you break up and you have to reconstitute yourself to be a, a, a whole part again and they you're feel only like saying that because you know rob listens now yeah <laughs> love you <laughs> but it's true that you 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 they don't feel like they're going to exist as separate entities they feel like they're both part of a whole and i just don't think yeah. they are going to do the work to improve themselves. And well, I, think I the just ch- felt that yeah. they're going to end up together again. I think you're right. Well, Shiv, when, when Tom was just like, were you ever going to tell me what are you going to explain? And she was like, at first, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to keep it. Then I didn't know if it was going to be okay. It turns out yeah, it is was okay. Some... And then, yeah. and then she was just like, and then I didn't tell you because it was just so fucking sad, you know, which, which really kind of hurt, which was like, Oh my God. So she yeah. was just, you know, so she was, she's, she was in a point of, in a, in a point of mind where, where she was like, 
this is perfect, except for the fact that we hate each other. And yeah. Just like, oh, it was, it was and I think, I do think they could, if the, of any of the people in that family, Shiv is the one that can be saved by therapy. I feel like Roman, I think, is, is just like beyond help. Yeah. Ken, I think, is a little beyond help. Shiv, I feel like, I think they could, like if they went to like Esther Perel, like the sort of super famous podcaster therapist, that they could make it work. Yeah. She seems the, the, the most, because she was further away from Logan, she has sort of got a bit of a chance. But the boys, I just think, are, are just are just dumb. I mean, <coughs> I sort of said Ken. last, yeah, I said last week though, I was like, I think that the way that I'd love to see the show end is him coming home and being a dad with his kids. And after watching this episode, I was like, that is never going to happen. He's not going to see his kids because they're upstate. The poison has, has seeped through as he sort of was scared of with his dad and him. It well, has he, happened. He made a concerted effort in this episode to fully try and metamorphosize directly into Logan Roy. You know, his yeah, eulogy, which was kind of like off the bat, was great. You know, he's done, you know, I think what it's trying to show is that actually, after all that we've been through, Kendall was the right choice. And and it yeah. should and it probably was an underline rather than a, a crossing out of his name. Um because yeah. you know, the living plus thing, he turned that around. He did a great speech there against the odds. Here he tried to edit Roman's speech, realised that it was dog shit. And, and and lines going through it, which I thought was quite poetic, yeah. given what happened with his dad. And then just kind of like, just was able off the cuff in front of presidents, in front of the world's biggest thinkers, to give to deliver a really powerful speech. I, and I, so thought... I think from I think from then on in, his kind of um, hiring of uh, of Colin, mm-hmm. um, his. Hugo back on the team. Hugo back on the team. Frank's already on the team, you know, yeah, so he's yeah. gathering his team. What was he said? The great thing with Hugo was that the, 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 not the mausoleum. Yeah, mausoleum, where he's kind yeah. of like, you know, the, you're not going to see at the table, there'll be scraps, but the scraps are millions. You're millions. my dog now. And he goes, you're woof, my dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so I think this, that's a really good point though. He did become... Logan. He yeah, well, 100%. an approximation, an approximation of Logan. His, his, he, his approximation of what he thinks yeah. Logan would do, especially, especially when he realised, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going public with what I want to do mm. now. Time is now is the time. He did what he thought Logan would have said to Roman, and absolutely like fucking twisted the knife when he really didn't the knife, need the knife yeah. twisting and sent it, him over I, the edge. I think Roman fucking up is what kind of gave him the adrenaline to like come in. And they're, they're, they're like apex predators, these lot. As yeah. soon as they see weakness, they're like, hang on a minute. But there were, I saw a couple of people online say he totally paid someone to write this speech for him, right? Kendall. Oh, okay. Because there's a word that I have written down. Wow. Because okay. I had to look it up. Yeah. Corpuscules. Corpus- Corpuscles. That's like the blood vessel. Isn't that like the? It's like it's living, this, uh, yeah, the living, living embodiment, basic like. constituent of matter. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you did not come up with that on the fly. So there is a there is a, a school of thought on the internet that he had a speech prepared just in case, which I think feels very Ken. Paying yeah. someone to write a eulogy feels quite yeah. him yeah. but he you said he sold it i think from living plus i think he was like i can do this yeah and yeah i mean it was an amazing speech full of all these amazing you know life gushing out of him vitality yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it was this there was he was really good because sometimes he was like he was uh oh what's the word he used i absolutely loved it was well he had a runny nose all the way through it it was great yeah, there was all these details where he was sort of constantly wobbling, but kind of composing himself. Um, I can't remember what the word was that he used, but it was... What, it who, was who, Kendall? Kendall, it began with a B. It was like, he was... It's like the corpuscles of life quitting, quickening the ambition, a bloody complicated life. My God, I hope it's in me. He was comfortable with this world. You yeah. know, he cre- what he's saying is he created this kind of like, this 
world of dirt, but but mm. he loved it. And he was comfortable. He was comfortable talking to that. Was it? He was comfortable talking to president, the most powerful people in the world. And he could walk into the living room of the lowest house and be comfortable. Which is either. true in that in that um, amazing episode in season two where they go to the family of the kid who Kendall was responsible for the death of. Yeah, Logan walks in and is very easy, at ease in that space. Ken ends up going and like washing his own cup. Do you remember? He goes and does the washing up. Yeah. He didn't understand that, that was all that was there in the house. I can't, I, anyway, I can't find this, but the whole speech is just amazing. But I love that with Kendall, whereas Roman was kind of like cables, towers, da 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 you know, Kendall's was all about blood and life. And it almost sounded like he was describing like birth. It was like blood yeah. and dirt and guts yeah, and yeah, yeah. pumping and oxygen yeah. and breath. And, and the other thing that really, I just really laughed at was he was like, I hope some of it's in me. And after he failed to even stop his family getting away from him. And when he found out his family want to go upstate because they're scared for their life, he was yeah. like, I'm going to get custody of them and I'm going to send lawyers after them. Yeah. He, and even poor Jess, I mean, I mean, Jess, that, well I, done I, for getting out. Oh, but, such a great detail that was like i love that bit because that is we've all done that at one point where someone says oh oh you've put a meeting in here what's that uh we'll, we'll do it do it anytime and then the way that he turned around was like great timing jess thanks kick him out while he's when it was she, his he was and the one that made her talk he was about the, it. she was like reluctantly dragged into this conversation yeah um but, but he was angry because he was angry because he knew she was right you know because yeah. he he's just He's angry that that he's let it get into this situation. Yeah, and the rut's set in, right? So he can't keep his wife around, he can't keep his kids, or he can send all the cars after them. All his approach is money yeah. and transactional power, and they yeah. don't want that. Yeah. You know, Jess would rather not have the perks that come with running around after him, but I would say... The access! I, the access yeah, has been incredible! I would say yeah. if I was her... I don't know, because she wants out the whole company. I was saying, I would say, like, if I had to work for a man like him, I would say something like, uh, I want to explore bigger opportunities within the company. Yeah. Can we Can we have a time? Because I used to work at an American company. I suppose I do now. But my last job, very rooted in, like, corporate talk. So you would say stuff like, can we, over the next three months, can we have some discussions about, projecting what my future is. You do all this sort of thing, right? Oh my God, they I love that not, stuff. I would not last a fucking second. You could, but I was very I was very good at playing the system Wait. in a way. Uh. Well, just in the sense that if you know how, if you want something, you know that like, uh, you say it like this. little dragon casters, we've got a little fucking Kendall Roy in our hands here. If you say it one way, they're not going to want to hear it. But if you frame it as like, look, I want to do this in the next six months. I want us to have a decision on it in the next three months. Can we talk about it in a month? They go, yeah. But if you go, I want a promotion. Like, like, oh, how vulgar. Eight, nine, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are all these numbers? <laughs> but I loved it. I loved that we saw his, yeah, he was really pissed about the family. I think he was really pissed about the optics of not having them there. Yeah. But he did thrive. And, and I, you know, I, yeah, I feel quite proud of him this season, but he's yeah. only able to do this. Because he knows that there's a bit of a charade with the funeral. They, he knows that it's the, the president it's, yeah, is there. The, the, he knows the vultures, that the vultures there. There's a drop of blood in the water, and the, and the sharks yeah, are on. And the Roman run. has kind of permanently emasculated himself. And Menken's kind of like got like doesn't like him anymore, does he? Menken sort of thinks oh, he's yeah. a bit of a bit of a loser. Well, let's tell you what. Let's go for a quick break, and when we mm -hmm. come back, we'll we'll go. We'll have a break, and then it's the wake. Uh, don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Sound of Succession, part of the Dragon Cast series. It's the penultimate episode of Succession, season four, episode nine. I'm Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mandel. And we're just about to serve ourselves up a lovely, big, delicious bowl of privacy pussy pasta. Um, <laughs> I, that was such a weird thing. I mean, I know he said that in another episode, didn't he? Last yeah, it's, it's his... So he did really badly. He's just like I don't. I've, I'm con the, the one bit that's confused me about all of this. Yeah, is possibly one of the most important bits of the whole plot points of the whole series. Yeah. Is the fact that Menken has decided to go with Matson and Shiv, as opposed to the natural fit of 
uh, Roman and Ken. Is that mm. because he's identified and quite cleverly, if we give, have we, have we not given Menken credit where it's due, where he's been savvy enough to realize, I don't need to win over ATN. ATN have called it. They're already like in the frame for calling it. All the people that watch that already support me. What I should do is get into bed with the kids, with the Gen Zs, with the with the mm. TikTokers, and infiltrate yeah. that way there, knowing full well that I've got Shiv Roy right in my pocket. I uh, what I that is definitely definitely clear in some of the interactions in this episode. But I think I also think there's just this classic thing with Succession where they're like, you can't trust anyone and they've gone on they've gone in on Matson thinking that you know they swung an election for him yeah and he doesn't owe them shit what are they going to do like well that's what they realized very quickly wasn't it yeah. it's like oh shit hang on so we've i think he's no, kind of very clever no skin in this game yeah he's very clever because he's just like i can play both sides i'm the fucking president i don't have to like i don't have to like follow through on anything but i also think it's just meddling on a level that menken doesn't need now that he's president when he was a president elect, yeah, you've got to like make promises, you've got to campaign, but fuck them, what are they going to do? And so, yeah, suddenly he maybe just doesn't care about Shiv and uh, Lucas's plan. But also, I'm pr- fairly sure I called him Matheson again in this episode already. Shame on you. I always, I just, Matson is just really hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. but the other thing is, I think it's, was it in this episode where. Um, Shiv says to Tom, I can't believe, you know, when dad was alive, you wouldn't have dreamed of missing something like this. And he said, I don't know if you know this, but your dad's not as important <laughs> as he used to be. His in influence has, his influence has waned somewhat over the past couple right. of days. And that, yeah. this, I think, I think like if I was Menken, I'd be thinking, look, let's say Murdoch's dead, RIP. The legacy goes with him. Doesn't matter who's in charge. 100%. 100%. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Shiv has really... She played on uh, Lucas's insecurities and she played up to um, his worries about all of this. And she's managed to pivot into actually getting named in principle as CEO. Yeah, she played a great game. But Matson was really bad. He was Mm. just like, he did not. And I think maybe that's what Menken saw. It's just like, this guy's fucking, this guy's a bit of an an idiot. Um, Yeah. He doesn't feel as, I mean, it's just, I think, I think he's always a bit weird out of his mm. home turf. Well, he just doesn't, it's, maybe it's like, maybe he's got, a, you know, maybe it's ADHD, asperger's kind of thing where out of the tech bubble, he just, because he was the same at the, uh, the, the tailgate party, wasn't he as well? Like, oh, I see, I just yeah. have to be nice to people. And yeah, it was... Um, it was pretty incredible, but yeah, I was, impre- I was impressed he was there. Actually, I thought Lucas wouldn't see. He's sort of trying to learn to play the game, like yeah. uh, like an American or like a Roy. He's turning up in the nice black suit. He's he's kind of playing the game a bit more than we've ever seen him do. But yeah, um, I guess he, he he does really want this deal. So yeah, it's it's actually really thrilling to see. Yeah, Shiv's kind of hedged her bet, and she's kind of working with it, but. You know, she had to deal with Menken at the wake. And I, I just think it's such a, a huge leap from last season when she didn't even want to be photographed with him to yeah. this awful bit where all the kids, Greg, oh, Lucas, are <laughs> flapping around Menken and Shiv kind of goes, let me get you out of here. I'm and your extraction just, party. Yeah. I mean, they were all like a load of lemmings, weren't they? It was embar- I was embarrassed for all of them. All of it. I mean, it was like... So cringe. I mean, you know, Roman was just fucked. You know, yeah. Menke was just like, oh, yeah. tiny tears, which is just like, even on a... I mean, it doesn't matter if you're president or not. You know, it's, that stuff like that comes back to bite you in biographies for years to come. Yeah. It's just, you know... Well, unless you're Trump, when people and, well, who like yeah. you use it as a plus, where yeah. they go, I love that he speaks to people oh, like that. But my God, yeah. And then Kendall was like, you know, that was when Kendall knew they were fucked. Cause he was like, might? You might help? And, yeah. Oh, and then Greg interrupt. It's just the fact that they all interrupt, and Kendall was just like, "Hold on, I was in the middle of I'm trying to like literally." Like, Greg was like, "Hi, sir. I was part of the party that. Well, I was one of many that. Uh, you know, yeah. it was just an awful moment." What did he call the the 
the committee he called he gave them a name of the people that the crowning knew. committee or the something. crowning committee i love that greg is so i i have really been enjoying him he can sometimes be a little grating but the fact that tom sent him because he's like menken doesn't even know about my involvement and he sort of sent him to like try and buff up his credentials exactly and all great. greg did was like was to make it use. worse but Greg, yeah but i mean it's everything's to play for right and greg knows that and greg's like well fuck him you know i'm but bear in mind this was the day after again this is the sequential thing does my yeah, yeah. a little bit this mm. was the day after that he threw shiv under a bus you'd think shiv would have just like taught if that was your you know if, if someone had done that to you and you saw them the next day at your dad's funeral you'd yeah you'd, you'd have had a couple you know yeah it would have gone proper eastenders right I think the funeral day could have been like three episodes. There's so much they could have well, done. I mean, because as you said, a lot jumped, of the energy jumped, from... Yeah, we've jumped way ahead. Can we just please doff our cap to that incredible uh, grinding teeth uh, line? <gasps> oh my God, yes. We have to talk about the wags. Oh, we have to talk Jesus about the wags. Jesus Christ. Do you want I to know a great it. fact? Yes. So... I read this this morning. Oh no, I read this at this afternoon after watching the episode. Yeah. So we've got Caroline, Lady Caroline. Yep. Marsha, our favourite friend of the pod, Kerry, is back. Brilliant. And then there is a woman who Caroline describes as my Kerry, yeah, meaning yeah. the woman. The same thing happened when I was married. Yeah, exactly. She is played by Brian Cox's wife. No. Yeah. Oh. So a real a real life wag of the show on the wag lineup. That's How glorious. Cool is that? Isn't that great? Oh. And I loved that whole thing because you know we don't really see the the debris from Logan's behavior that much but no. I loved that firstly Caroline was like Kerry needs to be up front like she was a, a part of his life. Yeah. And I thought Marsha kind of came full circle with very little, um, you know, she does so much with so little, but she kind of realized like I, he can have been mine, but I also shared him with people and like, yeah. it, it's not right, but like, that's the situation. But I'm also, in that, you know, also what does it matter? What is it going to, how is, how is this, how is it going to improve things by me trying to get these thrown out? And Kerry was there yeah. with a handsome lawyer just in case there was a problem with I know. entry. <laughs> And, like, her bro- and her brother. I thought oh, that was weird. It was just like so sad. Imagine getting a imagine getting a plus two to a wedding that the pre- it's a funeral. Sorry, yeah. That the that president, president is at. Yeah, but it was just like, and she did so well. Zoe Winters did. It was just like oh, so, I it loved it. So so touching from from all of them actually. And like you're right, Caroline is just like she's weathered the storm many years ago. She's like totally over it and she's like oh come on yeah. we've all done it you know we've she's all like, been Look, there we've, we've all the feelings we felt are not ours alone like we yeah. there are other people and it's like what Shiv said you know he doesn't seem to have room for a whole woman in his head and yeah. they're all kind of like mm-hmm. yeah it was just, but that Marsha says at least he won't grind his teeth anymore and, and they, they all, all just, do this and they all just laughed oh my god the teeth that kept me I on. thought it was one of the warmest uh, moments in the show ever because there's never any warmth or familial bonding and no. these four women who would never have met if it wasn't f- through Logan yeah. um, I thought that was so clever it was, it was just beautiful um, it was Caroline so also nice. immediately sussed out that Shiv was pregnant without being told which is such a like mum thing to do exactly. well she looked like she'd been eating her feelings apparently according to and also can we just give a, a shout out to the good and brilliant Roman Roy line I swear she was just like I'm pregnant Roman just immediately went is it mine <laughs> it was just so good it's it's just like, <laughs> and he was like can I can I jerk off in front of you imagine you breastfeeding it's like oh man that's his nephew that's his oh like niece God. or nephew and his sister literally it's, just like, it's so bad it's and so bad it's so toxic the stuff he comes out with was that Greg's mum sat next to yes, Greg yes yes yeah who we've seen Excellent. in the pilot. She was in the pilot. Oh, okay. And Ewan's daughter. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was It was a really... Yeah, I thought and we saw. Was, I love the fact great. that the guy in the... Um, what's the guy in the wheelchair called? Oh, Stewie, Sandy and Sandy. Sandy and Sandy. He was just like in the middle of like the... <laughs> <laughs> just in it blurred in the in the, like the depth of field yeah. you could just see him just still there just like you can just see that him. yeah yeah oh man um stewie's been why have we seen stewie at all 
We've seen him like once this whole series, right? Maybe he was. Maybe Adrian Moyad was doing another film or something, and they had to just. But I love that um, Caroline's husband Peter came back, who just oh, the treated pant- the whole thing as a, as a networking event. You oh, know, he's so excited. I think he's got an autograph book with him. Which yeah, is like, but he's also like, he he like walked up to the kids and he was like, "Daddy's here." It's just like at Logan's funeral. <laughs> But did you see the way that he went in to hug them? Yeah. The kids didn't move. It was like hugging like a scarecrow. Like they were just like, what on earth are you doing? It was so, so funny. He's going to roll around like a Labrador with some senators. It was just like, oh. And just, it's so good. He Mm. was like, I I think it's such a funny thing for her to marry a Logan Roy stan. Yeah. 100%. Hundred um, percent. The other thing that we haven't mentioned yet, which I I made a note of because I loved, he wasn't in this episode a lot. But Connor, um, he wanted to do his eulogy that was. Uh, Shiv said it makes no sense and will leave us open to legal action. And Willa says, "Well, it's formally inventive. That's one of the things we like most about it." It's like Willa. Willa's like just completely bought into this first lady kind of thing it's like it's been incredible she's like gone all for someone who was like staring wistfully into the distance as the limo door shut just after she realized she'd accepted his proposal she's now leading the charge and is making him worse um my favorite connor moment was in the uh the mausoleum um Mm -hmm. where he was just like well what do you think room in there for and it's like, well, you know, I'm kind of into cryogenics, but you know, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, of course he is. Of course, he's into cryogenics. Of course, he's he's booked. He's reserved one of those tanks. That's oh, probably like thirty him grand next a to year. Walt Disney. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, the mausoleum was just another detail where, of course, he got it from like a cr- a dog <laughs> pet, pet, a pet, pet supply owner, pet supply dot com, com guy. <laughs> But also just what of did course, he call it? The, what did Schiff call it? The uh, oh man, the, oh, the Ozymandias. The, oh, it was it was such a good. This, oh, hang on, where has it gone? I wrote it down. Uh, oh, oh yeah, the, the 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 cat food Ozymandias. It was just like. But Connor came up with some really because Connor knew more about it than the others, and when they were I going that towards was, it, that was really good, really smart. Because he was like, oh, he he always said he didn't want to be under the ground. And everyone else was kind of like, huh. Yeah, I don't know and, that. you know, you kind of watch it. I was watching it going, oh, yeah, that sort of sounds like something he would say. Mm. But then, of course, he's also got room there for them if they want it. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting that he wants them buried with him, which is something that he doesn't seem sentimental in death no more than he is in life. And yet, yeah. and yet there was something like they were all going, uh, maybe we don't want that. Yeah, um, maybe. I, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought it was it was a really clever thing to do because they all kind of looked at Connor and was like, oh shit, you had this, you did have this relationship with Logan, mm. with dad that none of us had. And yeah. it, it's a real eldest child thing. I'm mm. saying that as an eldest child. I think mm. this, that's kind of how it probably is for a lot of families as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He also, I think from being their step, the stepbrother rather mm. than you know because they don't have the same mum he just grew up with a bit of distance he just seems to know a lot about their dad in before the kids came along it's sort of pre-kids era um even though i'm sure the age difference isn't that big but yeah he's been around a bit longer and you know he went into the mausoleum first roman couldn't bear to go in at all no, he just stood at the door and looked in i, yeah. I actually saw a really interesting detail on twitter this week that was a a screenshot from a script from like season three. And it was saying that they've intentionally avoided ever answering the the eldest and young, like which of the three, Ken, Shiv and Roman, which one is oldest, which one is youngest. They've never, they've said it's actually, it's supposed to be ambiguous. Well, I mean, I always presumed it was Kev, Shiv, Roman. Kev, Shiv, Roman. Ken, Shiv, Roman. But then you can sort of see Shiv being the youngest. Yeah. You can also huh. see, yeah, it's, huh. um, yeah, I, I, I think there was a real sense of them kind of figuring out if they ever knew him, but also trying to have the definitive take on their father, which was so why Ewan's speech was so upsetting. Cause you were like, you can't, this can't be how it goes, but 
it's yeah just just a really strong episode for me like a really powerful yeah um, i mean and like the, the coder of it was 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 roaming in the street kind of like mm. fuck about you're gonna find out and and kind of basically having a complete nervous breakdown rolling around in the middle of middle of new manhattan and it's a very bit, strange getting so, a bit tianami yeah now. that's tom's tom's saying everything's getting a bit tianami um so we know there's loads of protests and there was banging on the car and you know they were sort of observing all of this chaos from their limo from their hotel bar from all of the sort yeah. of gilded places but roman actually goes down to uh, he's so sort of destructive at the moment isn't he, he yeah just he's just to go and i think he wanted to get beaten up a bit and <laughs> and sort of i don't know he couldn't he, he, he couldn't quite believe that he'd been hit though you know he was like you piece yeah. of shit and the second he got a tiny tap he was down like a sack of spuds and was in fetal yeah. position like oh and my god the, yeah oh I my god this is what real point. this is like it reminded me of like guys that like white collar boxing kind of like mm. fight clubby kind of like oh God, yeah. from the city who are kind of like, yeah, man. And then someone from fucking Barnsley just fucking knocks and <laughs> knocks their teeth out. And they're like, Oh There's- my God, been hit by a commoner. Yeah. <laughs> my Ray-Bans won't fit on if you give me a cauliflower. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was this thing in our, in, in the media industry where they do this one night a week where all these execs go and fight. Have you seen, have you heard about it? I have heard about this. Yeah. 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 Someone I used to work with, and I'm going to be deliberately vague, um, very, very senior guy at a company I worked at, did it once. And Publishing company it, by any chance? I can't say anymore because... Okay, so, I mean, it's not, exactly a long, it's, not, it's not exactly a long list, is it? You know. But it was just this thing where this hey? real... Oh, did you do it? No, I didn't. No, no, I was just saying no. long list, short list. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was this real suit and tie kind of Kendall Roy guy. Like he wasn't that old, but he like was in the, you know, he did a lot of business and probably had like a good bonus. Yeah. And he signed up to do it and just got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> it's just beautiful, isn't it? And you're just like, why do you do this? Why? Like, why? Do you know what? I it's the Andrew Tate thing of that. They just want to feel something. I occasionally like, have a flashback to a TV show that would never exist now where Ricky mm. Gervais had a boxing match with um, uh, Grant Bovey. <laughs> do, do you remember this? This is so... No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. like a celebrity boxing match uh, of, uh, where Ricky Gervais and Grant Bovey. Also, I uh, have to confess, in my pilot graveyard, I once produced an episode... Uh, of a TV show that never made it to air should have done called Celebrity Boxing in the Dark. That is pure partridge. I mean, why in the dark? Well, because it's funnier. So know, this is a <laughs> bit of a cheaper to light. So it's a bit of a sidebar, much like kind of Shiv talking to Menkin at a funeral. Uh, so created it half an hour long program amazing two celebrities wearing night vision cameras in a room rigged up with night vision cameras full boxing match in the dark for the pilot paul denan versus scott from five yeah oh my god did you <laughs> right. film it oh I, i'll send it to you um paul denan broke three of scott from five's ribs uh, because he did a flying ninja jump kick at him in the dark, and I almost single-handedly had Five's reunion tour scrapped. <laughs> because, oh my god! <laughs> and they tried to sue me. <laughs> because, I mean, because he but he signed a waiver, right? Well, saying, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, That's amazing! So Fun did you have to pay them to go on it? Yeah, they were paid. Yeah, I mean, not by me, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Anyway, that's completely. That's uh, incredible. <clears throat> um, small detail that we haven't mentioned. Um, yes. Well, I think you maybe touched on it earlier that, yeah, Ken was sort of rounding up some Avengers for his new sort of plan. He yep. got so Colin. Yes, I loved that moment. But I thought it was very interesting because I Nasty. felt like... Yeah, because he was sort of mocking him for seeing a therapist, wasn't he? Yeah, he was kind of like see here, seeing a head shrinker and then laughed. 
Like, as yeah. if, like, Ken's not had his own mental health issues. I thought yeah. it was really, really weird. But, but again, that's what I, I meant it, about him metamorphosizing into, yeah. into Logan, thinking that's how Logan would speak. And he, he kind of got him back in, in theory, but I felt like you don't under, he didn't understand that, like, Logan had to earn Colin's respect and vice versa. It's not mm. a one-way thing. But, yeah. the, but he was going around just tick, 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 yeah. Hugo's, you know, ready and willing and able. Woof, woof. Um, Frank, Frank was very of, dismissive to, to to Roman all throughout. Although he was, is that one, because he's already with Ken? Is that I think that so? Sort of, but also, I think wasn't Roman shitty to Frank like the last episode? But there was, I, but maybe Roman two was, ago because I don't think the kids interacted with any of those. Oh, maybe a couple of. But there was the moment where you know, um, I think Carl uh, Frank leaned out. You know, are you all right, son? I pre-grieved. Oh, that was this episode. Yeah, I, I, I pre-grieved, and I'm not your son. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was when he was going up when he came back down. Yeah, from, uh, and he kept saying, "Oh, uh, I think I just need a drink of water." Yeah, and Hugo got him his his bottle of bottle of water. Um, yeah, I thought Ken is kind of planning on just going full Bond villain. Like he's going to just it's going to be a pure battle, isn't it? But well, I wonder if if the way that we saw. Uh, Roman just sort of like disappear into the crowd. If he is just going to like just leave the family, or I don't know. Well, it, there's only one way to find out. And watch the trailer. Shall we watch the trailer? Yes. So I did watch it just to sort of get ahead because I, can't I was believe excited. You've been, you watched a trailer with, without me with you. I feel hurt. Yeah, but you watched the episodes. Shh. Many days ago, I can't. I'm not going. No, there's no screeners for this. I got to wait. <gasps> I've got to be like the unwashed. Oh okay, here wait. we go. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. You ready? I know that we've said the worst things, but I just wanted to get a few things straight. Dad said that it would be me. If we want to hold on to this company for us, we have to go into battle with our own version of the future. With the king. We're gonna cut shit close to the bone. We're gonna get right fucking in there. It's gonna get nasty. Okay, buckle up. Oh, oh God, I've got goosebumps. I cannot... Weirdly, weirdly, I feel like, yeah, really unclear, like, what happens in the episode. Yeah, so, I mean, there's <laughs> two settings. That looks like the Caribbean. Yeah, there's Caribbean, but also the boardroom. Um, mm-hmm. For geography fans, I think the Caribbean's quite close to America. Uh, so it's not like the, the boardroom being in, like, London and having to go to, mm. to the Caribbean. I think it's, it is a bit of a... You can hop over there in a private oh. jet. I think, so... Everyone's in this. We saw Stewie, I think. Mm-hmm. I saw a bit of Stewie. We saw Roman with the his cut above his eye. I um, saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's clearly a play from Kendall, a final kind of like, look, we're going to lose this uh, if we don't all of us go in there and do it. You know, maybe there's something from that he learns about Matson that he's actually going to fuck Shiv over in some way mm. and actually, you know, something like that. Because otherwise, why would she even entertain the conversation? Um, yeah, I think it's not helped by the fact we don't really understand how the deal... Like, I thought the deal was... It, the deal's happening, but it's the board have just not so, voted on it? Yeah, so... Kendall and Roman and Shiv, you know, agreed that they were going to try and block the deal through regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, when they realised that Mencken wasn't going to allow that to... wasn't going to kind of block it the only way that they have to stop the deal is by proving to the board that it's a bad deal right. and that they are a more compelling vision of the waystar's future than 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 matson right i see so I see. in effect it's like an exit it's like it's the worst six chair challenge of all time for them like with they're gonna have to try and speak to stewie to mm. ewan to caroline to whoever the other board. oh i see so they want they have to li- literally recruit everyone well they have to just they have to basically give their pitch they have to say and it mm. sounds like on the other side you've got matson who's like right we're going to get deep in there and get dirty 
Um, it's also the board. I mean, the board want what's best for the company. And yeah, they don't give a shit be, about anything. Other might than not be Kendall. You know, I think. Yeah. What do you? Okay, let, let's talk. Any oh, any predictions? predictions. Oh any God. predictions? I think it's. I can only think in terms of mood. I can't think of any real specifics. I think you're right. I think Tom and Shiv will Definitely. find each other again. Yeah. It looks like Roman's. You know, he said he said he was it was going to be me. I don't know. He didn't know. He just said ATN was going to be him. Um, mm. I think it's going to be quite satisfying. I think it's an hour and a half long next week. It's a 90 minute. Mm. It's a movie pretty much. Um, I think crazy. An I think, hour and a half. I think ultimately, um, I think the kids will win. I don't think Matson's going to win. I don't think Menken will win. I think that, I think that's going to be the moral of it is that actually you can't stop the news. You can't, you know, it's, it's business and it mm. is about succession. So it cannot, I, I can't see the story going any other way than it being some form of succession. It might be a bit of a mangled version. Mm. I suppose you can make a case that this is the story of what happened when one of them did succeed and it could be that it all went to shit. Yeah. I think it'll go, I think the sale will go through. I think it'll, it, they'll lose the company. Do you? Okay. Yeah. But I don't, I think she will get fucked completely. I just don't think. No, Matson. Feel... There's something about Matson. We've said it for a few weeks now. There's something not quite right there. Yeah, he's I got also shakier kind of... and shakier as the episodes have gone on, hasn't he? Yeah, part of me thinks is Pierce. You know, they're supposed to be buying Pierce at this point. I mean, if you were Nan Pierce, you'd be like, "Uh, hang on, it's been a week. You guys haven't called me." He said, "Ten bill." Where's my? I'm surprised they weren't at the funeral. Yeah. Naomi, so. not there. Yeah. Um, so I kind of think Pierce, uh, sorry, I do believe that Gojo will, will acquire. Okay. All right. Interesting. Start. We're going opposite ends. Okay. Because I think, I just, I think if it ends with them getting the company, I'm like, but then what happened? Why is it ending? What happens next? Like, why is it ending now? You know? Um, because the story is not about the, it's not about Waystar. It's about Logan Roy's succession. It's not about how to run a media company with your So you think kids. it'll end with them, but but the kids won't they? They'll always just get in the way. They're like Tom and Jerry. There's always yeah, just but some... that's but yeah, but that's just like dot dot dot. That's like a parent. Mm. That's just you can take that as red. I think the whole point mm. of the you know it's called Succession. The whole it opened up with uh, who's going to be the successor. But it was, it was the, the, you know, the whole thing in the the, the the pilot was Kendall was about to be named as the as the successor. Yeah, and then yeah, Logan true. changed his mind. I think it's just a full circle. I, I do think it's too it's too tempting for Jesse Armstrong not to tie it up in, a, in at least in a very funny and tragic bow, but a bow nonetheless. Mm. I think also you can make the case that every season finale could have ended the show so far. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. sort of they are neat, but they're a bit ragged as well. Yeah, the yeah. news conference would have been an amazing way to end it. Um, them all getting like fired last season would have you know i think it's gonna be very satisfying i think you know we've talked about endings generally endings are really hard and i often feel there's so much to do that i think it's good to not think of endings as the most definitive best part of a show i think because it's just a good having said that yeah i feel like this is going to be really exciting and really special and it's been a really special show oh, it's um, been beautiful it's been wonderful it's been such an intense season though and i do think it's been i, I think it's right that it's ending yeah but okay well seven days man well i'll tell you something a lot of people have already seen it really i interviewed um which you'll, you'll hear the interview next week uh people i interviewed i was very pleased interviewed the stars of a new show called Sig- significant other which is coming out on uh itvx uh next friday i think so we'll release that interview next week and Catherine parkinson is one of the stars great actor mm-hmm. um obviously friends with jesse from peep show uh right. from peep show days and uh course, so what you're yeah. up to this weekend she said well i was supposed to be going to the uh to the, to the finale screening i was like that was last week that was last friday so jesse armstrong hosted a friends family cast and crew oh, yeah. screening of the finale yeah. last friday 
I saw someone on Instagram that was at that, but I can't remember who. Oh. And I was like, where was my invite? Wow. Was it in London? Yeah, it was in London, but it was the finale. So it was, yeah, it, it was going out, it was going out before oh. the, before Ep9. So I that's why made... he didn't, he knew I wasn't going to have been able to have caught Oh no, he asked me if you wanted to go and I said, no, sorry. Was that not? Oh, mm. okay. If I that said you were again... having a, I said you were having a, a privacy pussy party, pasta night in. He was like, Chris, are you sure? And I said, yeah, he's quite into his privacy pussy pasta. Wow. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, does he still grind his teeth? And I said, I just don't know. That's too much information. That's too much. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know. A kinder, kinder coochie kerchie. That was the other line from him as well. Um, anyway, until next week, should we, uh, I'm going to play the intro, play the outro then, because it saves me on my Lovely. editing time. So, Chris, it's going to be emotional next week. I cannot oh, wait. It's going to be the last one. We'll be the last one. Succession. Uh, if you're if you're a Thrones, if you're with us for Thrones, we'll be back later on this week with uh, episodes three and four of that, yeah. which I'm also yeah. looking forward to. Um, and then the week after that is our final uh, final Game of Thrones, which we're going to stream live, and we're going to take a bit of time off. We're going to take about a month yeah, off, I think, bit. whilst we regroup. Yeah. And I'll clear the air trips to the Caribbean. <laughs> exactly. Until then... This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie East and Chris Bender is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.